What's up, everyone? This is Trey Van Camp, and you are listening to the Ministry Podcast. What I am saying is this. One of you says, I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, I belong to Cephas, I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in Paul's name? Then he goes on and says, I'm so thankful I didn't baptize. I only baptized these two. Oh, wait, I baptized. I just think it's really funny how he writes that out. Like, because there's no eraser back then. So he's like, ah. yeah, I baptized them as well. I think it's great. But anyways, he's saying, I didn't baptize. In other words, these people were creating these divisions because they were trying to pick, okay, I'm team Paul. I'm team Apollos. I want us to look at that. See, unity demands diversity. And here, what they were trying to do, they were trying not to be diverse. Either you were of Paul, or you were of Apollos, or you were of Peter, or of Christ. Here, I'm actually going to put down the point here so it'll help us. Unity divides when our preferences do not die. Unity divides when our preferences do not die. The people, there was a church, there was about 50 to 60 people, and it was all split between four leaders one of them being Christ, which, you know, I'll explain that. Like, of course, he's the chief shepherd. But, but they were saying, okay, I don't like you. I'm with Team Paul, and I'm going to hang out with everybody else who likes Paul. Paul is better than Peter and that sort of thing. In this culture, you were defined by who you followed. In this culture, it's called patrons. Have you ever heard of that before? Patrons were people where you... Um, you paid them, and, 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 and they provided a work of service. In other words, um, people, would, uh, people would say, okay, look, I, I'm worthy because I am with this famous guy. I support this politician. I support whatever, and that's actually what got you worth by who you associated with. And they brought that cultural phenomena into the church, and they were trying to split up the church in that way. So in other words, Paul, he was known as the theologian. So all the people who follow Paul were saying, look, when we come to church, we want our heads to ache, okay? We don't care about rhyming or any of that trash. We just want to be confused at the end of it, okay? And so everybody's like, Team Paul, he's brilliant. And that's what Paul was. Paul used to be a Pharisee who turned into a believer. He was brilliant. I mean, he had the whole Old Testament memorized. Great guy. So people were saying, I'm Team Paul. Apollos, you can see in Scripture, Apollos was known as the eloquent preacher. So this was a group of people who loves rhyming, <laughs> okay? And they love all of, I don't know if that's eloquent, but anyways, they love like that cool, deep voice, and uh, that's how they preach, and it's like, do more, you know? And so um, I remember I listened to an Irish preacher once. I said, I have no idea what you said, but I just believed in Jesus. For the f- That was amazing. You know, it's like, he was just so great. I'm not going to try the accent because I'm terrible at it. But they were like, I'm Team Apollos because he is incredible. Okay, but then there's Cephas. Cephas is Peter, and Peter was, people talk, this group is kind of like the historical theology group. Peter was there from the beginning. He was one of the first people to go with Jesus. So Peter's like, come here. Let me tell you about a time I was in Galilee. <laughs> Paul wasn't even there, but I was there. And so let me tell you a little story. And so everyone's like, I'm Team Peter. So some people are like, I'm Peter. I love history. That's all you people who watched History Channel and National Geographic. Mm, you're like, That's us. And so that was a group. And then you have people who follow Christ, and it looks like they're amazing, but in reality, what this group was is they were individualists. I don't need to follow any pastor. I don't need to follow any church. It's just me and Jesus. Anybody else know those people? I know you're one. You know what I'm saying? So these were the individualist crowd. They were saying, I don't need you. I, need, I don't need the church. It's just me and God, which by the way, show me in the Bible where it's only about you and you alone. It's not in there. It's always in the context of community. It's always in the context of pastors which I know that sounds self-serving, but it's true. 
This is how God has designed it. And so that's actually a big issue. And I think we actually see all these issues. Can I not tell you how many times people compare me with my dad? It is so annoying. I was at a, am I all right on time? I'm fantastic. There was a uh, Southern Baptist convention we went to. It's a bunch of, a bunch of weird old, no, let's, they might watch this. A bunch of amazing young looking pastors who are totally older than what, you know, anyways, than what they look. Anyway, so they were together and I went, it was in Tucson. And um, so we're hanging out. And I was talking to them, people were asking my story, so I said, yeah, I planted a church in the same city as my dad. And one lady's like, wow, why would you make that competition? I said, it's not a competition, it's, it's a, I try to make it rhyme, of course, right? I was like, it's a celebration. No, but I was like, it's like, compliment. we compliment each other, we don't, we don't compete against each other, we compliment. And, and it just made me so sad, I was like, you're really trying to pit one against the other. Like, we're on the same team. Like, every church in Queen Creek that preaches the gospel, I root for them. I care for them, and we're together in this. We're not trying to pull people from another. That's not what we do. But so often, especially in our American culture, we're so much like Corinth. We try to pit one person against the other, and I try to say, yes, my dad's way better, but I'm younger. I'll last longer. You know, saying, no, but, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's just ridiculous. Like the comparison game, it's one of, one of our, our uh, values is never compare. That leads to nowhere. One of our biggest blind spots as American Christians is the notion that unity is achieved through shared preferences. We think the only way we can be unified is if we all like the same preference. Now, again, preferences are different than foundations. Preferences are the extra thing. Preferences as we like light bulbs in a theater. Preferences is the color of the carpet. All of these things, if we don't like that, then we can't be family. No, 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 no. By the way, we like the light bulbs, so you better not complain too much. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. The kingdom of God is more diverse than we ever think of or imagine. Just think about it. Just all the people in the world today, how diverse it is. Now think about people who lived in other cultures and other centuries. Heaven is going to be an amazing diverse party. And we cannot be picking, oh, I need to follow him, I follow that. Because the reality is when you dwell with those that are the same as you, you'll always remain the same. When you dwell with those who are the same as you, you will always remain the same. I love having friends that I don't fully agree with. It's one of my favorite things. It's molding me as a human. I love having friends that are slow, even though I'm fast. I'm like looking at Zhang. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, like me and Zhang are completely different people. I love it. He is sanctifying me like nobody's business. You know what I'm saying? It's great. It's this perfect, it's this compliment where, okay, I am way too, you know, like we're helping each other. Guys, um, the theologians, by the way, the Pauls, they need to learn from the Apollos because sometimes the truth you're preaching is so good, but it is so stinking boring and monotone that nobody's listening. So learn from those crazy people who like, talk like this. You know what I'm saying? Like learn. And, and those historical theologian people, they need to hear what's going on today. They need to hang out with people who know what's coming, not just what has been. All of us need to learn from the other. And what Paul is saying, let's be unified. Is Christ divided? No. We are unified together, and we need to celebrate those differences. And we actually don't become more like Christ until we not only allow diversity, but intentionally pursue diversity in our everyday life. That was also good. Man, I'm having a good day today. Verse 17, and then we're done. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ will not be emptied of its effect. I love this. 
he's going to go on and talk about it. We're going to look at that a little bit more next week. But I love how he says this, and then we'll be done. Christ, what, what Paul is saying is like, look, you guys are making it about something else other than what it's supposed to be about. They were making it more about baptism than they were making it about Christ. And it goes back to my first point. Unity divides when foundations collide. The absolute foundation of our faith. You cannot have Christianity without Christ. It must always be Jesus at the forefront. And I don't know about you, but I've met some pretty crazy church people, and they're super annoying. And they try to make it about everything else but Jesus. And it brings so much division. It brings so much hurt. It's annoying, okay? I'm like, leave. Like, I don't care about you. Like, just leave. Like, you're, you're not fixable. No, that's bad. But, but it's just like, stop making about all these other things. Guys, we're all broken. We're all in need of so much help and grace. You need as much grace as me, and I need as much grace as you. We need to make it about the gospel of Jesus Christ and put up with a lot of the other stuff. That is the gospel message. And Paul is saying, I know you loved eloquence. That's what they love. The Corinth, they were all about who is the greatest speaker. I'm going to follow them. So Paul said when he came to Corinth, he said he intentionally was a terrible speaker. I don't have enough confidence like that. But when he came up, he's like, open your Bibles to, wait, I'm writing it. So, oh, uh, you know, just listen to me as I say it. And, uh, and then just super monotone. Just, yeah, well, thank you guys for coming today. You know, all right, all right. Big gulps, huh? You know, like, What? But he said he did that on purpose. Like back in his mind, he's thinking, like, I can be like way better than this. But here's what's so cool. Christ is so powerful. It doesn't matter the, 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 the mess, who, who's the medium behind it, right? The gospel message is what brings power. And the second we think, oh, God's going to do great things because of I'm great. Pfft. God's going to make sure nothing great happens. But when we say, God, it's all about you. Are you, are you bless the personality. I, I, I know like, it, like God allows eloquence and all these terrible rhyming things to happen to maybe be used. But, but, but God is moving in our lives because Jesus and Jesus alone. We are broken. So, so in other words, this is what I end with. If you've come to our church for a long time or the first time, I want to make sure you know we gather together. Not because we love the movie theater, although we do. Go see Greatest Showman, right? We don't, we gather together because of Jesus. Guys, we're broken. Every single one of us is broken. From, from birth, we have always chosen the wrong thing and we've tried to find different avenues to find grace and peace and comfort. And guys, we keep messing up. We run away relationships. The people we love most, we hurt. We hurt ourselves. We're broken at its core. This is the message we have, though. There is nothing we can do in our own power, but that's why Jesus is so good, friends. Jesus did it for us. Jesus was the perfect man, fully God, fully man, lived that life that you and I cannot live. He was perfect in unity, everything, and peace, and love. And he died on the cross. When he died on the cross, he was allowed. He said, okay, God, I will be disunified. I don't know if that's a word. Disunified from you so that we can be unified to him. And that brokenness, when we say, Jesus, I trust in you and you alone. It's not about me trying to be better. It's not about all this stuff. But I'm believing in you, Jesus, for the first time. And I need, a, I need you. What's so great is what was broken is now being mended. We're made new. We're still broken here on earth. But we're pursuing this life of continually being mended and looking more and more like Jesus. And we get to celebrate being completely restored when we're in heaven. 
That's the beauty of the gospel. And I don't want us to come together for any other reason than that. And that needs to be at the forefront of absolutely everything we do. I'll end with this. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, which I've loved Hebrews because that's what we've been memorizing together, right, with the F260 plan in Hebrews 11. But Hebrews 12 says this. Music can come up. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witness surrounding us, a lot of people watching, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run. I love that. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. This is my favorite part, though. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Friends, it's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. It's always going to be about Jesus. He's the author. He's the perfecter of our faith. And the more we realize, guys, uh, our eyes are set on you, King Jesus. We are running a race and we're pursuing you. That will bring about so much unity. That will bring about so much peace in our city. That will bring about so much restoration of the broken. But it's when we make it about him. Him. 